Hello and welcome to the Coaching Podcast, coaching for success in sport and business. Your host is Emma Doyle, the energy and high performance under pressure coach who is a world leader in unleashing human potential. Buckle up for this high octane session. Let them have it, coach. Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Coaching Podcast. It is my honor and pleasure today to be interviewing Yosua Malaki, who I have known now for a last couple of years, which is super exciting. He is the uh, Director of Junior Development, otherwise known as the Future Champs Manager at the Junior Tennis Champions Center, at, well, well known more so as the JTCC uh, Tennis Center in College Park, Maryland. Welcome to the show, Yosua. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Yes. And the reason we've got to know each other, just quick background for our audience, is uh, you reached out to me and literally we just had a, a wonderful conversation connected and you were at the time uh, Director of Tennis at a, a place down in Texas and you invited me down for an incredible day. And ever since then, uh, we've had a great mentor-mentee relationship uh, and just a great great friendship. So um, so thank you for reaching out. And sometimes you just got to pick up the phone. You are a young game changer. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. It's so funny because I did reach out um, and I, I just remember being like, oh, she probably won't reply. Like, it's okay. But it's worthwhile to reach out just to see. Um, if we could connect and it turned out to be this amazing relationship and I am so grateful. Well, I, that's a good lesson out there to everyone listening. Just if you want to reach out to someone, just go ahead and do it. And what's the worst thing that they can happen? They don't write back. So I love <laughs> yeah, that. All right. Exactly. What about the Vegemite question? You know, the one you either love it or you've never tried it. What's your take on Vegemite? I have actually never tried it. So, Yosua, because you've never tried Vegemite before, could you share with us, you can choose your best coaching moment or your worst. Which one do you want to start with first and what was the lesson? Uh, my worst coaching moment kind of sends me back to the beginning of my coaching career. Um, I was working at a public facility and we had just hired this really great coach to work with um, our performance players um, in a different satellite location. And so I went up to this location and kind of studied under this person for a little bit and then came back to our main location to kind of replicate what was happening in the satellite location. And I, instead of listening to, to kind of who I am, I just copied and pasted and thought that that would be great. And because that was going so well up in our satellite location, it would just transfer and be great in our main location. And I, um, it did not go great. I lost a lot of players because of that. And um, I didn't really understand why it wasn't working. Um, so I continued, I doubled down on what I saw and, and really tried to emulate this person and it just wasn't it didn't fit who I was it wasn't natural it took a lot of thought um and I didn't know until like we received feedback from a really close parent who had been in the program since their kid was really really young and they said that um they elected to leave the program because they felt 
like it wasn't really who I was. Like, that's not why they wanted to be a part of the program. They wanted it because of, you know, what I was like in the red ball and orange ball and green ball. They wanted that energy and the enthusiasm and the support that I had. And I just went down more of the old like directive route with the performance. And, and it just, it did not go well, <laughs> to say the least. Mm, what a great lesson already about trusting your intuition and also following your path of, you know, it's great to take one tool from somebody else. It's great to to be able to be influenced by others, but at the end of the day, backing who you are and what you're about. I love that. Mm, thank you for sharing. What about on the flip side, a, a great coaching moment? Yeah, I think that came um, probably right before COVID. I was coaching this young female athlete um, and she was really, really confident and a strong person who knew who she was off the court and she would play matches and just had no idea what would happen. We would do some feedback after um, some tournaments and she'd be like, I, I don't know what was happening. That's not who I am. That's not how I play. And she didn't really understand why it kept happening because it was something that had happened to her for quite a long time. And so we spent a lot of time just kind of connecting who she is and understanding that that can still apply it on the court. That doesn't have to change. You don't have to become this other person. Um, yet you, that the space that is the tennis court is kind of your performance space is kind of really where you get to showcase every part of you. And I think for her, it was really connecting with how strong she was off the court and her decisions and how quickly she made those decisions. And then being able to transfer that on court because she kept going back and overanalyzing and overthinking all of these scenarios. And it was like, look, you are so great at making decisions. You can connect these two things and be the same person on it and off the court. And she ended up going on to um, become a top 100 player in the nation in her girls 18 and under, and then went on to play college tennis. And uh, we still have a really wonderful relationship. And um, it's just, I would consider her a friend at this point. She is just a really lovely person and have really, really enjoyed getting to know her. So the through line so far is, again, this authenticity is the word that's coming up for me uh, about her stepping into her authentic self, you as a coach, you know, discovering your authentic self and what you can bring to the coaching landscape. Uh, so some fabulous messages so far. All right, what about your sliding doors moment? Is there one? There has been a couple, and I think the one that really sticks out to me is, honestly, it's meeting you. <laughs> I think that that was a moment where I've, I've really started to lean on the leadership portion of kind of my role now at JTCC and my leadership back when I was in Texas in a director's role. And I used to shy away from it a lot, I think. I had this tendency to hide and, and not want really want to be out 
front of people and and just kind of sit back and coach and, and, and do what I do on court, but not really step into a leadership position. And we have really worked on stepping in and embracing that. I think that that's been such a wonderful thing for me is, is learning how to embrace leadership as a whole. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that. I've got this giant silly grin on my face. I know this is a <laughs> audio podcast, uh, but I really, I really appreciate that. And I think one of the jobs of a good mentor is just to see you step into the tools. I'm sure we're going to talk about the word embrace a little bit later on about how to set up your year for success, which is very, very topical that this episode is coming out in the middle of January and an opportunity for all of us to, to help influence each other. And, and cause you know, even this morning I was like, thank you for helping me be accountable as well. You, you're on top of all your things for the year. So I'm sure we're going to discuss that um, after the, the post, the, the regular questions. All right. Our guiding question, Yosua, in one to a maximum of three words, what do you think makes a great coach? I think it's joy empathy and connection joy i feel like to really be great what you do must bring you tremendous joy it just it will become so monotonous and boring and if and i don't think you can be really great and not show joy for every single moment that you're out there um the empathy portion i think you must be willing to embrace how difficult times can be, especially with whoever you're working with, without trying to immediately jump in and fix and and make things better. And that's something I've, I've kind of tried to embrace myself because I'm one of those people who wants to jump in right away and, and help and fix and, and do all those things. And I think that sometimes people need you to sit with them and, and how hard sometimes can really be. Um, and then connection for me, I just believe that connection's at the heart of what we all do. And to be able to connect with such a diverse and wide amount of people, I think that that's, that's what makes you great. And I think that for me, at least, I've noticed that that's been something that's really helped me throughout my career is making these great connections and building these relationships um, and having so many amazing people to lean on and also to help too. Mm. Joy, empathy, and connection, three tremendous coach qualities. We'd love everyone just to reflect on that in their own coaching, uh, especially as we, we kick off 2023. All right. And what about, uh, where we ask you to ask us a question. By the way, everybody, one of your superpowers is curiosity and discovery. You're always, you have this beautiful thirst to want to drink from the fountain of knowledge. So what's that one question that, that you love to ask of others? I love to understand like moments of failure. And then how did you rise from the failure? If there was a moment that was, was one of, the hardest falls and then what were those steps to rise and what was that like because i think that we can learn so much about each other just from how we rise from failure someone said on my podcast uh last year i think he said 
you know, Emma, we fail every day. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> and that's how, that's how we rise. That's why I think even, as you know, practice 10 in what makes a great coach is resiliency. And I think being able to be resilient, get back up day in, day out when things don't go perfectly. So thank you for posing that question for us all to reflect on. All right. So let's go now into... Uh, we mentioned before that we have a mentor-mentee relationship. Uh, and what's been, I know recently we, re- we reflected on, on the last 12 months, uh, there was one thing that you said about a tool that we use week in, week out, I thought would be cool to share with everybody as a way to work. And I know you work with your staff now in this way. Um, do you want to share that tool and the impact it's had? So it's really been this model that you use, which is GROW. Okay, starting with goal, and then your reality, and then options or opportunities, and then our way forward. And it's something that we have used really frequently, you and I, and it just brings a lot of clarity to each session. Because I know (laughs) I'm someone who can get off topic really, really easily, just because I get so, so wrapped up in conversation and I get really excited. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk about this. And it, it just really helps come back to what's really important. Why are we here? Um, and gives you that really funneled vision of everything. It gives you that way we start from our reality and kind of funnel it all the way down to what are our steps going forward from here. Yeah. And business coaches on the line will know that that is a, a, t- a very common tool used in the business world. So I think it's a great tool for sports coaches to even, if you're having a staff meeting or or even a one-on-one with your athlete, it's a great way to to laser in in the focus, as you said. And also you, you mentioned recently, as you were reflecting on your year, one of the things you loved was the accountability piece. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? For me, especially my personality, I need very specific things to hold me accountable. And and so this, especially those way forwards, you you really set out tasks or or things that that need to be done and and by a certain time. And it just gives us that structure that really helps kind of move these ideas into reality, right? So the only thing that the only way we can move things from our brain is through our hands and through our hearts. So we, we have to start doing things. And I think that that's something that, that that way forward piece really holds us accountable for doing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And as I said earlier, you help me be accountable as well. When we're a mentor, we, you know, it's not just do what I do, what we, we've spoken about. It's actually, uh, you know, reminds me to, to make sure that I'm accountable as well. So one of those tools that I think would be really useful uh, is uh, that relates to practice three in the book around purpose is how we choose one word. Now, the context of this is, uh, and I've, I've asked this of you, I asked this of myself, I asked this of my, you know, those that I care deeply about each year, if whatever year you're in, so for example, if 2023 was, notice past tense, was the richest year of your life, what word would you choose to govern your thoughts, your actions, your decisions and behaviours? So it's a really great 
question, um, isn't it? Do you want to share what what resonates with you about this process? Yeah, so it was something that you posed to me last year too. And it's so interesting because one word can really encapsulate so many things. And for me this year, I chose embrace to embrace leadership like we talked about earlier in in all sorts of aspects. Embrace it in my everyday life. Embrace it in my career. Embrace it, you know, walking down the street. And I just think that it gives you such guidance into your decisions that you make, right? If this year is about embracing for me, it gives me so much guidance into the decisions I'm going to make versus if, you know, I just set a random goal, it may not give me guidance in every aspect of my life. One single word can give you a ton of guidance into everyday decisions. And I love how you expanded this coaching tool into giving it a tagline as well. So are you comfortable sharing the tagline? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So my my tagline for this year is I am enough. And it's something that I feel like I have struggled with embracing in, in general and throughout my whole life. And I really wanted to give myself a little bit of a, just a little, little saying, a little mantra that I can give myself to say when I feel like my threshold is being challenged, I can just tell myself I am enough. I am enough. And embrace that fact because I think that's really, really empowering. And the other thing when, and I love your language, by the way, when your threshold is challenged, it's like one of my favorite things to say. Uh, So the other thing when your threshold is challenged, that's really important that you fall back on. And the other exercise that, that, that we've undertaken both of us in the last two weeks, as well as many coaches around Australia. So again, it's like a dream come true for me to have just traveled from Perth to Brisbane, Sydney, Hobart, Adelaide, and I've got the final one coming up in Melbourne, uh, talking about practice two in the book, which is belief. Sometimes we all struggle with belief. So being able to identify your strengths, or especially in the coaching and athlete world, we say superpowers, and then being able to say, something as simple as you know, my superpowers are my energy, my courage, and I take action. And that is who I am is something I'd really invite everyone just to reflect on. We call it the onion model at the center of the onion. There's looks like a little peace symbol and you, you put your three core superpowers in there because when your threshold is challenged, which it will be numerous times throughout the year, it's a great idea to fall back on, on those strengths. So I, you know, I'm, I am going to invite you, Yosua, if you feel brave, because this is an exercise that uh, we have, I've just done with a bunch of coaches where they had to step up and say it out loud to everybody. Uh, would you be willing to share your, he's been very courageous on the podcast today. I'm very impressed, but do you want to share your, your strength and maybe even the journey around when you first read that chapter or that, that practice in the book? And you were a little confronted around it as well. Could you share that? When I was reading the book and then at the end of each of these practices, you have kind of action steps and questions and things like that to kind of go through. And one of the questions was identifying your strengths. And I took some time and I was thinking and I was like, "Hmm, what are my strengths? Like I 
surprisingly, really, really struggled with finding three identifiable strengths. And so I did something courageous and I, I reached out to my friends um, and some clients that I work with. And I reached out to you, of course, as well. And it was really, it was really amazing to see how everyone came up with the same three. They used different words and different ways to say it, but they came up across, I had screenshots of all of them and the same things came up and it, it took me cause I was like, Oh, this is it. Like this has, these are my superpowers because so many of these people who I care about deeply in my life, this is how they identify me. This is, this is how they see me. And, um, for all of you to know, my superpowers are empathy, curiosity, with itness, and that's who I am. Oh, I got goosebumps. Love it, love it, love it. And with itness, what do you mean by with itness? With itness is being, I feel like it's just being on top of it, being able to kind of have your pulse on a lot of different things at once. And you described it really well. You described it as having eyes in the back of your head. And I I had never heard it described that way before. And I was like, that that is kind of that's something that I I, I identify with. I always I always try to have this like non-judgmental look, a bird's eye view of kind of what I'm doing at all times. And that way I can know what is happening there what is happening over there fantastic fantastic and the other exercise that i've been really focusing on in the last two weeks and i know you spent some time doing this as well and this this is not an easy exercise it relates to practice three in the book which is purpose and coming up with a purpose statement now to get to the purpose statement there's a couple of questions that you, I know you worked work through those those four questions to get get to the process, uh, and but first you even started with a with a again non judgmental snapshot uh, of where you're at based on the practices of what makes a great coach. Could you share a bit about the process to be able to get to your to your purpose statement? I I took the practices the ten practices and I gave myself a score from one to 10, 10 being, you know, that is it. I have reached it. And then one being something I need to grow in. And it gave me such a great view of where I am at, because there are some areas that I was lower in and I was starting to go, okay, these are areas I need to really, really think about trying to stretch myself and trying to push myself into these areas a little bit more because sometimes they do make me feel a little uncomfortable. And I think that that's a great kind of scale, I guess your uncomfortableness with something (laughs) can kind of help lead you into, you know, these are areas that you might need to stretch yourself in a little bit. Mm, mm. And that's another thing that you, did really well back to the onion model where you just put three stretch areas and the related behaviors as well as who can help you with that. So I, I love that. Uh, I love that you are continuing to expand the tools as well. Like here's a coaching tool, but you've been able to not, but I correct my own language there and 
you've been able to expand the tools so it's more meaningful to you to to attach those behaviours, which is just super awesome. But back to the purpose statement. So some of the questions that you work through is uh, the first one about um, when you are passionate, when you are living your passion, who are you being, which is question one. Question two, what do you hold to be most important professionally? And you elicited all your values around that. Uh, the third question is, um, what would you like to give those you cared deeply about if you could give them something beyond a, a gift, of course? It is a gift, a gift of being resilient, for example, uh, or determined. Or for me, I want to give all my nieces and nephews the gift of just take action. You want something done, just just move, take it, take at least a step forward. And then the final one being uh, legacy. So what do you want people to feel when they leave your court or how do you want them to, when they've had an interaction with you, what is it that you want to leave them with? Many young coaches are going, legacy, I'm not at the end of my career, hang on. Uh, but you went through that process. You're able to just brainstorm dot point and then put that into a paragraph and then you were able to distill that into one sentence. So uh Please, um, did I miss anything first in the process before we get to your purpose statement? No, you nailed it. That's exactly kind of that process of going through a much larger idea of everything and, and funneling it down into this one singular sentence that is your, your definition and purpose for the year. Yeah, fantastic. And it's not an easy process. How long did it take you to do that? You know, it probably took me a couple hours to sit yeah. down and 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 really think about these things because you know you. I try to put myself in those scenarios. Like when when you ask these questions, I I have to give myself some time to think, and I'll, I'll you know jot down some ideas and some thoughts, and then you know move on to the next question and do the same thing, and then I'll look it back over, and then you start to see little themes and. And, and connect the dots and then before you know it you have like you said you have this whole paragraph and then you kind of keep working and distilling it down so I think it would be an awesome way to finish this this episode with such a an inspiring young game changer Yosua thank you for impacting my life I think we need to finish on your purpose statement uh, and perhaps I could share mine as well to really let the audience know that we live and we breathe this stuff and we invite everybody, especially at the start of every year, to set these intentions. Maybe they could just pick one of the coaching tools that we spoke about, the onion model, the the scaling questions, uh, or the purpose statement, and just give it a go and just see see what comes up the, up for them. Pick one word for the year. Uh, so do you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. I lead with empathy and courage to inspire people to embrace their authentic selves and step into their greatness as braver, bolder leaders. I just wanted to pause there for a minute, just for suspension and <laughs> and just get it, everyone driving going, oh, oh, is she lost the words? I am. Because that's how a purpose statement needs to make you feel. And I could really feel that in in your kicking, firing off your little neurons for the year. So my purpose statement is I harness energy and empower people to take authentic action so they can see real possibilities beyond what they could have ever imagined possible, unleashing human potential.
Thank you for pausing for effect there, Yosua. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. We we are uh, we have a wonderful time when we get together talking about coaching, talking about life. Uh, that's where it's at, and it's not work life balance. We've just finished your setting your goals and setting your year up for success. Instead of work life balance, what do we call it? Life work balance. There you go. Food for thought, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the coaching podcast. And thank you so much, Yosua, for being such a great and inspiring coach. Thank you, Emma, for having me. The coaching podcast is sponsored by Transition Coach for Athletes, a global coaching, mentoring, and US placement service. The service helps athletes navigate the often challenging world of choosing your best college fitness performance. Visit www.transitioncoachforathletes.com. That's the number four.